Welcome everybody back to the, uh, goodness, what are we at? Six episodes of the, the Subliminal Show. Um, it has been super exciting just getting to know these in different individuals coming from a variety of different stories and just being able to hear where their expertises are. Ex expertise, I guess. I don't think expertise is actually a word. <laughs> but yeah, it comes from a variety of different backgrounds. Hear their stories and what their, their passions are, but as well as just what they've spent a lot of time uh, in their education and just learning about these, these different practices. Um, some of which individuals have turned into more of a hobby as well as just something they do on the side. Uh, and others have been able to turn it into a career. But today, uh, I have the honor of having Joel. Uh, Joel Williams uh, is from, uh, where, where are you originally from? California? Long Beach, California, yes. Long Beach, California, yeah. Um, and he has been around uh, a couple of different places, moved around. But he has a master's degree in business psychology. Um, it's, it, it is a... It is a master's degree in business psychology. It is actually I.O. psychology, uh, sir. Industrial organization okay. psychology. Industrial organization psychology. Yes. Ah, okay. Good to know. Um, uh, a lover of video games. Oh, and, yes. Uh, absolute fantastic dad from, from what I've heard. But Joel, is there anything you want to... I want to just introduce to everybody and say hi. Hello. Um, no, you cover the bases. Yeah, I mean... Okay. Both my parents grew up as a group around that area in Long Beach, California. Both of them were in the military, so they were retired veterans. So I lived in a few different states, you know. Okay. My dad eventually got a job in Fort Knox. Then we moved to Lexington, and I've been Lexington well, off and on. Took a year off, went back to California for a year, then came back. It's a little seasoned. Had some kids, but other than that, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of travel. It yeah, seems like. I Just spent a lot of time places. Places. I go a lot of places. Like, yeah. I've visited a lot of places. I've been to about forty yeah. out of fifty states. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That is one of my bucket list items. Just wanted been to lot, visit right? all fifty states. Yeah. So. Yeah. A lot of fun. All right, so we will kind of start this conversation uh, specifically with your uh, IOS uh, psych degree, uh, as well as kind of your expertise in that area. But what kind of began your desire to want to pursue that uh, in your education? Uh, mainly, you know, um, the industrial side of it, really, because when you're working with like people with machines, I think UPS really set me up for that because it's a whole lot of moving parts with that job. So with that job. You know, you have to be able to kind of focus and kind of be mentally stable at UPS because it's a 24-hour company. There's a lot of <laughs> a lot of moving things going on. So, uh, you know, at first, what my first choice? My first choice would be a mechanical engineer, but you know, funds, so I had to transfer to a different school. Mm -hmm. So I picked something uh, relatively close because I was going to minor in psychology. So I was like, you know, let's see what yeah. we what we can do with it. Cool. Yeah. Was there something specific that kind of piqued your interest in psychology and business and the, the combination you know, of those? Words? A lot of folks ask me that. Why did I pick psychology? And, you know, I'm, my answer to that is I picked it to learn about myself. Like, okay, how, yeah. how my brain works, how things work for, for me. So it was more of a personal mm -hmm. growth thing. That's why I, I, I 
fell in love with it. I mean, I learned a lot about myself. I've helped a lot of folks over the over the years. Helped train a lot of folks. Helped you know guide, teach, help. You know, it's a, it's a good good thing to learn if you know something about yourself and you know, kind of tie a situation together and help as many people as you can. Yeah, a lot of folks want to help other people. In order to help somebody else, you got to help yourself, right? Yeah, exactly. So you got to understand yourself and how you work before you can do anything else with anybody else. What do you uh, What do you love most about your field? People. I mean, you get to see all walks mm-hmm. of life. Since you know, yeah. over the years, I've I've worked with a lot of different individuals and people, in you know, manufacturing settings, uh, non-manufacturing settings, and business settings. So you know. It's mainly about the people. And so being being able to kind of work with people and be a part of that has been a, your main driving motivator to want to work in that field? Yeah. I mean, people are quirky and interesting individuals. <laughs> and you need to learn a lot because uh, a lot of folks have different backgrounds. That's another thing. I yeah. like to be cultured. So, you know, uh, where people come from, I like to understand like how, how, how things went for them growing up or how things are or for them why you do things a certain way. So, you know, it's one of the things I like to understand the individual I'm dealing with. Yeah, there there is so much more to an individual that when you begin to learn, you know, their story, where they come from, kind of the things they deal with on a daily basis. Right. And, like everybody's writing a book, but in that book, it's kind of, it's a continuation. So I was trying to tell Rick today. I was like, everybody's still writing stories. And so, you know, mm-hmm. your story's up to yeah. you. So a lot of yeah. folks have different, like I say, like you said, different backgrounds and you learn a lot about people. Would, would you, would you pursue, cause this has kind of been a conversation we've had on, on the show as of late is, do you pursue a career because of, of your dreams and what you want to do? Or do you do it because you have to do it? Or is it kind of a combination of both? I think it's kind of a combination of both. Cause you know, yeah. of course I have not hit my plateau yet. And I'm still trying to find that one job that's, that's going to be, that has self gratification, so it's a continuous thing yeah. that I'm working on. So I really, I really don't mm-hmm. know yet. Yeah. So, so it's kind of more of a of a process. Of, yeah. Basically, in a combination of both of you know working towards your dreams and end goals, but also the you know you have to take those those steps to get there. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, of course, dreams and goals are different for everybody. But you know, of course, mine would be. Mm-hmm. I don't want to work for anybody. I want to be on the beach. With my shirt on, and beard hand, <laughs> and my flip flops, and just sitting yeah. on somebody's beach, just not doing anything, making money work for myself. So you know, I think in the long term, it, you have to, yeah. In order to make money, you got to put money in it. Everybody works to retire at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So is so it really putting in that work up front to get to the the goal of where you yeah. want to be? Exactly. Because I'm sure not unless you really have have like something that you really love to do like you have your own practice own store of course i would love to grow my own business but you know with that well, that would come later on in life that's what i'm saying work towards yeah so like recognizing that even though i'm not in that space right now i i can still be content in a way and like still put in a hundred percent effort even though i know it's temporary correct yeah i mean not everybody's molded that way but yeah you got to put in it, put the work in somewhere. So if you put in the work now, later, you're still putting that same work, but you're gonna have a better result. So it's more about the the ethic behind why you do what you do instead of like the nitty gritty of what specifically that job is. Right. How would you respond to, to this question of like, do we work to be happy? 
What do you mean happiness? I mean, some people are when they work, they go and buy vacations. And so it really depends on the level of happiness we're talking about. Because even though working yeah. does provide a currency, the currency is what you do with it when you make it. So, you know, your happiness mm-hmm. could be dictated on how much you make and what you get to do once you make it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, a lot of folks, yes, I would. I mean, some people try to work to be happy, but it ends up going opposite. <laughs> so, so maybe a, a kind of like what we were talking about before, but a, a mix of both. Yeah. Of wanting to, you know, we, we work to maybe that is the, the key, kind of the financial backing to what makes us happy, but right. maybe not necessarily the job itself is the happiest thing that we engage in. Right. Like, is that kind of what you're saying? It, it, yeah. I mean, it really depends on the profession and what you're doing in life too. And I know you're talking a little bit about, you know, what your, your hopes and dreams are for the future of kind of where you want to end up career-wise of owning your own surf shop and, yeah. and yeah, just yeah. setting up that stuff. But uh, is, is that kind of the only dream you have career-wise or is there anything else that you just haven't quite fulfilled yet? It's kind of one of those tricky questions. Like, I mean, something I haven't really thought about, but, you know, as far as work goes, on the on the side, I do like mess with cars and stuff, but, you know, they don't make a whole lot of money. So that's it's like a hobby. <laughs> so I do like parts and stuff like that. So if, if I was to do something else, a, a speed shop wouldn't be bad either. You know, owning my own yeah. former shop. Mm-hmm. So that would be something else I would pursue as far as another dream of ha- having my own yeah. set up and own shop. That would definitely be a dream of mine. So the, your hobby of like working on cars and things like that, you, when I have time. you would possibly. Hmm? <laughs> so when I have time. No, yeah, time. when you have time. <laughs> yes, exactly. The 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 greatest enemy of, of every great success is, is time. That is right. Um, but uh, but when you have that time and space, it, like is engaging in that hobby uh, like fulfilling for you? Is it? Yes, I would say yes, very very much so. It's like one of those things. Like it, you're just calm, and, and you know, it's just you, and you're just working. You don't know how many hours are going by because you're actually having self-fulfillment and joy mm-hmm. and you enjoy what you're doing. Like, you know, when I, growing up, you know, when I would, at my first car was a Mr. Two Toyota. I enjoyed it so much. You know, I bought all these parts for it. So every time you put something on, it was like the best feeling in the world. It's like, I'm going to just go take it out and drive it. So to <laughs> see what I'm, what I'm riding with today or when you get new, yeah. it's just one of those things that makes you feel good. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's been a fun conversation that we've we've been able to have with uh, our guests is, you know, we have these careers that we engage in and that, you know, these are kind of the necessary things we need to do. But we also have these hobbies that have almost become kind of a, I guess, for for lack of a better term, like a a sacred space that we can kind of engage in and kind of that that recharge area of, of we really are doing what we enjoy, what we love to do. Um, and it sounds like kind of working with cars has been in one of those avenues. Yeah, I've been doing that for a long time. It's just, you know, when you have kids, it's hard to find time to do that because you want to spend time with them doing stuff. So that's where, you know, the video games kind of came in a little bit and we spend time doing that. So sometimes yeah. I'll put things on the back burner and just spend more time with my kids because, you know, mm-hmm. they grew up so fast. Do you have any advice on like, how to to balance those things and obviously you know kids and and family is a a big part of that but 
just kind of in that conversation of balancing work, life, and family, is there any advice or things that you've done to keep that, maintain that balance? Um, yeah, my parents help a lot, you know. My girlfriend, she, she chips in. She does a lot of things that help out and give me, give me some balance. Sometimes she'll take them out to the movies or my parents will take them out to eat or take them to the park. So, you know, they give me a little free time so I can recharge because they know what I go through on a regular basis at work and just going and trying to maintain and make sure everything's still running and functioning. They help out a lot. So, you know, my yeah. family support is probably or the thing that helps mm. me yeah, so really that value of having those people that are, are closest to you be able to help you in just support. Yeah, of course, my friends. Yeah, I mean, friends, I yeah. love them. So, yeah, yeah, they help too. I forgot about them. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just throw them under the bus there a little bit. <laughs> you know, it's okay. They'll be okay. <laughs> Yes, yes. If they're they're anything like my friends, they can oh, they yeah. can stand being th- they can be stand through being thrown under the bus a couple times and oh, like they're, ah sorry. They're all characters. Yeah. Is there any other advice you'd, or something you'd want to talk about in regards to just this uh, this conversation of business and management and things like that? Uh, the best way to like form a team and kind of carry that you know, carry that positive mentality. I mean, you mainly have to kind of, this is a hard question, but it's an easy question. Cause you know, when you, yeah. you got to understand personalities, I think that's where it starts first, mm-hmm. understanding personalities and who's going to mesh well with who, like if you know, one person has an anger management problem, you can't put them with somebody that has the same anger management problem. Cause otherwise you're just going to have two guys. They're going to come fight. Which is a problem. Yeah. So you you kind of have yeah. to have this idea of like who works well, who who likes to do this. It's like you mm-hmm. just kind of monitoring situations at all times, and you want the best situation and the best outcome when you're trying to manage other individuals, and you want to be sensitive to needs too. And that's another thing I, I always consider because I understand people have a life. I understand it totally. Mm-hmm. So with, with that, I was like, I want to be fair, but also you know, I need you to get your job done too. So you know, like. Like say I let let someone go home early so they can go to a concert. Did I did I tell the owner? No, I did not because it's none of his business. Like he did what he needed to do. <laughs> <laughs> Wanting to go the extra mile to want to care for your team and and being able to you know navigate kind of those difficult spaces of yeah. you know sometimes you'll have employees that won't get along and exactly and- that's part of the workplace. But everybody wants to feel like they're valued. Yeah. I and mean, that's what I, I try to do. I want to make sure like you're you valued as a team member. And I, I care about you as a person, not as a worker, but, I you know, I care about you as a human being. Like, I know you're here to work. Yeah, I get that. But, you know, also want you you know that, you know, if you need something, I will come and help you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think that's really critical and, and cool that you've engaged in that of wanting to go that extra mile of because I feel like there's. Uh, just so many and almost too many companies that it's it's a transaction of you're just you're there to fulfill your numbers and go home and that's it you're just a number it's it's cold it's bitter like there's no partnership mm-hmm. like if there's no partnership why would you work well yeah and also it has something to do with productivity so you know the happier their employee the more pr- productive productive they are yeah. so yeah i mean which most employers don't most employers just want you to come to work, do a job. You can make friends on the job, but other than that, 
that's all that's really happening, yeah. you know? So it's just the same mundane thing all over again. So eventually you're going to get burnt out, like, all right, time to go somewhere else. Yeah. So therefore your team's just dismantled and you got problems mm-hmm. again. You got to try to fit this other piece in that may or may not work. You don't know till you know, you got to talk to the other three pieces. <laughs> Without going to in, like, in depth and uh, specifics because i don't want you to i don't i don't want to be the cause of, of you getting fired or, or not having <laughs> jobs in the future but like have what are some traits that you've kind of seen in your uh, employers or, or management that you've uh, kind of both sides of things that you valued in kind of your your higher ups as well as things that you're like i wish they would have done things differently feedback mm. like actually taking feedback and being more useful with it mm. like if someone gives you feedback you know actually provide a good solution mm. just don't ignore it yeah. like try to value that person and give them knowledge and why why you went the other way opposed to why they went that way so you know or at least try to meet that person in the middle and both of you all settle yeah uh, yeah kind of a desire to want to not necessarily always engage in that that seniority to uh you know lower position of you know feeling like they're always the expert in something but being able to almost engage and almost level the playing field of, of it's it's more of a a common ground relationship where you feel you and you, you understand that there's a difference but also wanting them to you're accept listening the to what they have to say yeah. right yeah, you're listening to what they're saying and listening to positive change. And everyone's positive change, but what happens with most companies is they don't accept that feedback mm. and then just ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. Which creates a problem for, you know, future employees and your company. Because if you don't correct the problem, you're always going to, it's going to be the same, same problem all the time with no solution. Mm. Kind of in, in your journey as a, just to, to become where you're at and being a manager, has there been any managers or higher ups that you've, really valued either seen as like a, a mentor along oh yes yes at my last job um um he taught me a whole lot about the furniture furniture game and uh i learned a lot from from travis travis helped me a whole lot helped me basically figure the ins and outs i mean there's so much that goes into it uh i, I definitely he was definitely one of my favorite managers. Like, I mean, he wasn't my favorite. I wouldn't travel to Louisville to work for him. And I worked for that man for six years. And, you know, there were seven of us. And we all, we love Travis because he always took care yeah. of us. He's a good manager. He taught me that the ends and out of being a good manager, what you needed to do. And then how you keep people happy. You know, you don't lie to him. You tell him to be honest with him. If you're honest with him, if you're honest with him, they'll do nothing but try to help yeah. you and, and do things for you as a team. And they taught me a whole lot. Yeah, well, that's cool that you've kind of had that that uh, a term that we use, like the the stronger, wiser other that you could you could go to and and learn from as you were navigating your career. And that was a conversation we had uh, with our our last guest of you know this idea of having a mentor of, of someone that can you know guide you along this path that you know was not only a teacher but was someone that you know, you could turn to and, and open up with, and, and they would also be willing to open up with you and, you know, engage in that process. And it sounds like you were right. able to kind of have that. And it was very crucial in, in your development. Yes. Yeah. Especially 
to get to this point in life. Yes, it definitely was because with, without him, I wouldn't know what I was doing because, you know, he's all he was there to teach. He was a, a, one of those mentors and showed me how to do things the right way to help me get to another another point in life. Yeah. Yeah. Would, would you have any um, advice on, on what it would what it means to like be a good a good teacher wanting to uh, kind of what you talk about, like wanting to push it forward of, of teaching, like you're teaching your employees what you learned at when under your manager. So any, any advice to kind of continuing that cycle? Yeah. Patience. Hmm. Like when you're explaining stuff, you have to be patient and that's the main thing. And you know, you want to explain patient, patience and explanation are probably the two best things you need. That's I mean, that's just me, but I yeah. think those things are very helpful. Will help you and the individual if you do those two things. Mm -hmm. You can't sit there and rush stuff. You have to actually, you know, lead, lead sometimes, and hopefully they'll they'll pick up and follow. Yeah. If not, you just kind of keep going step by step till you know till, till you can get to where you feel comfortable they can do it on their own. Yeah. yeah. Or give them some type of you know another thing I'll do is you know. In, instrument, in, install a plan. Yeah. So, you know, like one of these things that, you know, you have a certain amount of task, you know, and that's all the tasks you really got to do for the day. So it kind of motivates some people depending on what they got going on today. So like on Fridays, like, all right, this is what we need to get done. Then you got two hours. We can kind of just hang out, fix stuff, clean stuff, whatever. So, you know, having a plan also is, is a good thing to have. Yeah. So, so not just letting them run off and wild and, and do their own thing, but, but really giving them uh, a plan of just like, this is what we need to accomplish. And like, uh, it, in many ways it kind of is reminiscent of, again, I don't want to like be, belittle anyone here, but <laughs> it's reminiscent of like, you know, working with kids too, of, you know, we, we've got these things that we've yeah, got to get I done mean, and then we can, you know, move on to more, you know, quote unquote fun things. Yeah, I mean that's kind of with anything. Like at some point, you know, if you're, you're in a new position, you have to learn and teach. Someone teaching you something if you're in a different position, yeah. right? Or when you go to another job, you have to learn their system. You have to learn how they do things. So at some point, someone's always teaching and showing you how to do something. Yeah, yeah, that, that continual cycle of of learning. Because you know, when you get to another job, like you don't know what's going on, so you have to ask, like, well, what the other guy do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or, I was like, how'd y'all run it before? I was like, well, you know, the reason why you're here is that you have to ask, like, well, what would y'all do last time? Because obviously there's a person here before I was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you find that person they learned it from, or if they're still there, or hopefully you, if, you're, if you're good to get the intimate, intimate, implement your own plan. Yeah. So it almost so. sounds like there's a little theme of, of humility there as well of, you know, not wanting to just step in and be like, all right, it's my way or the highway of like, I'm, clearly you've been doing things wrong. Therefore, I need to implement my plan. But also, you know, wanting to uh, healthily integrate it and then slowly begin to work on those changes and, and build up those more like those better practices. Right. Yeah. Having professional courtesy. So you, you, you need to you need, at some point you have to implement your plan. But you, you kind of want to see how they they did it their way and how to make sure their way doesn't take you down the wrong path. Yeah. So you kind of your way and their way and make it your own. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I'm needing to in- integrate those those two perspectives. Correct. Yes, and it's how most parties get along. Because of course they hired you for hired to do the job, but they want you to do job your way, but also do it their way too. <laughs> so you got to integrate their yeah. things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, a lot of those like having to juggle both those things of wanting to you know not make things too different, but also make things different enough that you're actually making progress. I, I thought it was interesting you mentioned that this was uh, a little bit ago and kind of circling back to that, but this idea of of patience, of kind of waiting and, you know, being willing to, to wait that process out. And, um, like I, I notice at least, especially for me, just within this, uh, like Western culture of wanting everything, you know, to happen immediately. And, and, you know, the, the Amazon, you know, shipped in two days. And, and so it's just like, well, my, it's been three days, where's my package. Um, and so this idea of patience is very, uh, it it can be difficult in many ways because you're like, it's 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 hard to wait. Even though you, I mean, kind of you're kind of forced to wait. Like it's not on your mm-hmm. time. Um, like, some people just don't understand that. Like like not every be on your time. Sometimes you're gonna have to wait. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I know we talked about a little bit about this before we kind of went into the the manager conversation, but what are some kind of, what are some activities that you like to do with your kids? Oh man, there's so many. I mean, let's see here. I mean, we like to go on a lot of walks. It's one thing we do do like to do. Of course, video games. We we love playing. Yeah. Watching movies. I watch a lot of movies with my daughter. She's a huge fan of of Marvel. So like all the Marvel shows that come out, I have to watch like it's like come on dad we gotta watch marvel shows then my son he's been playing fall guys so i've been trying to play that Mm -hmm. with him don't understand (laughs) i just run around and keep falling yeah so hey whatever enjoy it yeah i i just i love how you've been able to incorporate uh, video games as well because that is where this channel initially started and kind of that that desire of wanting to really highlight that how video games in that that area can be fairly healthy and you know promotes those kind of special relationships and it's cool that to hear that you've been able to to use that space to to bond with your kids and it's been a really uh, been a source to be able to continue and deepen that relationship with them it's connected to a connectiveness i mean that's how i'd say it like we connect when we play because you know on certain games, they'll ask me for my help a lot <laughs> on, because they don't know this. I mean, something, sometimes they just can't even yeah. do it. So, like, they know they're not halfway mm-hmm. decent. So, I come in and help. It's one of those things like, well, he's, if I can't do it, he's always going to come and help me. And with video games, it's one of those things like it's a bonding experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, nothing wrong when you're playing a th- or you're playing Mario Kart, you know, you may not win all the races, but, you know, you kind of have a break-even time. Everybody, everybody likes to talk a little smack when they're in Mario Kart, especially my kids. It's just one of those things. Like I was like, "All right, fine. We can do two out of three. Mm-hmm. Whoever loses, doing dishes." <laughs> so you know, we, we, yeah. yeah, we make little wagers. Yeah. It's like, yeah, there's chores, chores involved. You want to talk trash in Mario Kart? Yeah, all right. <laughs> Some people just like to play. Mm-hmm. I think I've got something I grew up with. I've, I've had a Nintendo since I don't know. I was about four years old when they first came out I had an original Nintendo 
And I think that's where it started. You know, after that, I always have game systems. <laughs> it's just that love and joy of playing, playing some, playing a piece of art that someone's made. And that's basically what I try to teach my kids. Like when people are making stuff, they're making stuff for your enjoyment and also making stuff because a piece of art. If you die, you know, really dissect, you know, the animations and the colors and, you know, the real realism of it. So just not just just don't play, but actually pay attention to the artwork sometimes and how it's made and and think. I mean, you, you don't have to go to a, a normal school. You can go to make video games or be a graphic design artist. It's also an avenue. That's another reason why we play because you get to see. Uh, other aspect other than working a nine to five, you can actually go and work from home and play on your computer making games. So, you know, there's a different take on how, how we do things in my house a little bit when it comes to video games. Because, you know, both my kids are artists. So, you know, for, for them, they're seeing the colorways like Splatoon 3. Like, that came out, I don't know, I think, like two weeks ago. And, you know, it's, it's more vivid. And then, you know, there's a lot of colors in it. There's a whole lot going on that I have no clue. I'm supposed to do. I don't know. That's all I know. I was like, all right, yeah, let's paint. Yeah. So it's one of those things. Like, so we'll play that a lot too. Um, yeah, I really, I really like that perspective of approaching it from uh, like an art perspective of really wanting to enjoy it for what it is. Is is it is a creation? A lot of people have put their time and effort into creating that. A whole lot. Oh, yeah. of people. Yes. A lot. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> A lot of people go into that, and it's like, you know, that's that's someone's creative baby, as I, I would call it, because they created it and turned it into a, a, a not a living thing, but it's, it's a functional thing. If that makes yeah. sense. Um, so then, kind of switching it a little bit back to just kind of general advices of being a dad. Um, but if you had mm-hmm. to advise an, an up and coming father. Uh, like an expecting father, what would you, what would you want to say to them? Or maybe what would you want to say to yourself as you were preparing to be a dad? Preparing to be a dad. Um, well, it's going to be one of those things. Like we talk about patience because, you know, you're trying to care for this little person that can't do nothing. So you can't do nothing but have patience and care and be understanding that you are taking care of a living soul and, you need to do your best to make sure that they're well taken care of because they can't do anything. So you have you have to really be up, be on your P's and Q's and make sure you're doing the right things to make sure they're make sure you maintain their health. You know, and anything you used to do before that doesn't matter anymore. You got someone else to take care of. So as an upcoming father, patience and understand you won't sleep for a while. <laughs> you got to do that. So you know, just. Make sure you're, you're, you're you get well rested for you for nine <laughs> months. Where you ready? That's another thing. Make sure you're well rested for nine months. You're gonna lose some sleep for the next four to five years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then depends on the temperament of the kid. That's another thing too. So you may not lose no sleep. You know, just be prepared for all all things the kids. So it really goes back to kind of where we we started that conversation of. You're working with individuals and these employees of, you know, everybody's unique and different. You got to work, yeah, you gotta, yeah. you gotta you work gotta with that patience and, and kids are, kids are no different yeah. of, you know, everyone's going to be unique. Exactly. That's hilarious. You talk yeah. to people. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I'm good at what I do. <laughs> yes, you are. I mean, you think about it. That's kind of what you do a little bit when you're managing. 
and, and not so so much in that form, but at some point you're still that that person they have to go to. Yeah. And then kind of our our last question as we begin to to wrap things up, but just from your perspective, personal experience, what would you what would like be some of the most valuable traits that like a dad could have or parents in general? Humbleness. You gotta have humbleness, man. Because you gotta realize it's not everybody can have kids, and it's one of those things like it's, it's a special gift. And with that, you know, you, you gotta really, really think about you know choices and decisions that you make. Because not only you're making decisions for yourself, but you're making decisions for for somebody else. Dads don't get a whole lot of praise, man. It's always his mom. But with dads, uh, for, forgiveness. I think that's a very admirable trait because. When I mean forgiveness, I mean, like, you're going to have to understand kids are going to make mistakes and you have to sometimes forgive those mistakes, even though they may be costly to them, but you can't be mad and upset. As a parent, you have to be understanding. And that's another thing. That's another thing you must, must be is very understanding because you have to understand that they're still growing. So they're going to make poor choices. And it's got to be a parent to give them the correct advice and be caring. That's another one. Be caring. So you got caring, understanding, and forgiving. <laughs> I know it's a lot for some parents, but those are the things that are most valuable for dads. Because if you can do those three things, your kid's going to be a-okay and loving. You're like, a lot of attention. Love on them. Because as they get older, they're going to run from you and don't want to mess with you. <laughs> so always, always love on yeah. them. Be, be, be that dad that loves on your kids. Don't be a stone-cold I don't love my kids or don't want to show any affection. Show a lot of affection. It's another thing. Show a lot of affection to your kids because you want your kids to feel loved. And I do a lot with my kids. Like, I'm always hugging on them, messing with them, playing with them. Their dad, their dad cares about them a lot. And I'm always there for them. Like, I think you emphasize it as well of, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into it. But it's, it's so yeah. rewarding of being able to invest in somebody else and, and that relationship that you have with your kids of, you know, you kind of mentioned that a little bit of like, sometimes it's, it's exhausting and, you know, you may or may not, not have. Selflessness, man. Like, you know, it's a selflessness Mm -hmm. thing, but you got to take care of them because, you know, at the end of the day, they're representing you. So you want your best product. You want to put all your effort into your best product. And that's always going to be someone that's related to you that you've nurtured and took care of. So you want to put the best in them. So whatever you are as a father, it reflects on them. So if you're quirky or smart or whatever, it's going to reflect in your kids and your manners and how you treat people. So I always treat people with respect and that's how my kids treat people with respect. So as a dad, you have to remember that you're a mirror. That makes sense. Your reflection even though you're in that mirror, but your reflection, your kids are right behind you in that mirror. They can see your reflection. Is there anything else you want to want to add to that? Any kind of closing statements or your advice? No, this was a, a I really enjoyed the conversation, man. I really appreciate it. It gave me a chance to open up and kind of think about things. And of course, you, you could keep on going about certain <laughs> aspects, but yeah. you know, I try to I try to keep it short and not tie too much my per, my personal issues. Yeah. And some questions, so you know, I kind of just kind of, yeah. No, that's it. Yeah, we're good. 
appreciate yeah. it. Oh, I appreciate you being willing to, to come on and, and talk about these things and yeah, really open up about no these things that are close and, and personal to you. And yeah, I think there is a lot in there that is just solid advice. And I think it was kind of interesting because we, dis- we discovered that in some ways that the similarities between what it takes to be a good manager and, and manage your company as well as you know what it takes to be you know a loving and caring father and, and obviously you know like those those two worlds are 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 very different and you know one is more important or well, should be more important than the other um it's on invisible yes, right defense. a lot of things happen <laughs> yeah a lot of things happen because mm-hmm. that person's a workaholic and all of a sudden something else falls out and you have real problems so that will wrap up wrap up wrap up just yeah words words at <laughs> this time i don't know why i try to record after dinner because words just become harder and harder to um, but yeah thank you again for being willing to sit down welcome and, and uh for those who, uh, who watched uh thank you uh, and don't forget to like and subscribe follow us on we're on all the social medias instagram facebook uh i think yeah we do have a tiktok it's been a while since i've posted but i think i need to get back to it um let's see what else do i have oh yeah podcast the full version is on any podcast network uh, we have we have our website have our merch store you can get this this sweet sweatshirt embroidered logo <laughs> your embroidered yes. logo okay uh, repping the, rep the gear all right um but yeah Thanks for watching and we'll we'll see you guys next week.